0: Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this week talking about the book Creativity, a short and cheerful guide by John Cleese. Keep listening to find out how legendary comedians think about creativity. Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf. I'm your host, Steph Clark, and each week, as usual, I share with you the three big ideas from the best non-fiction books that I've been reading and doing the reading so you don't have to. This week, it is a book by a bit of a legend by John Cleese, and it's a book all about creativity. Now, if you're enjoying the podcast and you would like a little bit more bookish information, maybe some recommendations and recommendations on other things like podcasts, articles, and sometimes even the odd Netflix program or series, you might like to sign up for The Bookmark, which is my fortnightly newsletter where I pack all of those types of things that I can't always fit into these podcast episodes. The next one comes out this week, tomorrow. If you listen to this on the day it goes out, so get in quick. There is a link to subscribe at the top of the show notes in your podcast player. So hop over there, click the link, sign up, and you will receive that little gift from me every fortnight in your inbox for your reading pleasure. Now onto this week's book. I was pretty excited when I saw this came out. This came out the end of last year, 17th of November actually, 2020 was when this book came out. It is a tiny, tiny read which I hadn't realised when I downloaded it on my Kindle and read it in about 20 minutes. So (laughs) again this is going to be one of those episodes that's probably only slightly quicker to listen to this than it is to actually read the book itself. But that said there is some good little insights in there. But I'll talk about those three big ideas in a moment. First of all, a little bit about the book and, in case he needs any introduction, the author. We can all be more creative. John Cleese shows us how. Creativity is usually regarded as a mysterious rare gift that only a few possess. John Cleese begs to differ and in this short, immensely practical and often very amusing guide, he shows it's a skill that anyone can acquire. Drawing on his lifelong experience as a writer he shares his insights into the nature of his creative process and offers advice on how to get your own inventive juices flowing. Not only does he explain the way your mind works and as you search for inspiration but he also shows that regardless of the task you've set yourself you can learn to be better at coming up with a promising idea refining it and knowing when you're ready to act upon it. We can all unlock new reserves of creativity within ourselves and John Cleese shows us how. John Cleese was born in 1939 in Western Supermare. He studied law at Cambridge University and has enjoyed a successful career in comedy, theatre, and film and television. He achieved success at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and as a scriptwriter and performer on The Frost Report. In the late 1960s, he co founded Monty Python, the comedy troupe responsible for the sketch show Monty Python's Flying Circus and for the four Monty Python films. And now for something completely different Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Life of Brian and the Meaning of Life. In the mid-1970s, Cleese and his first wife, Connie Booth, co-wrote and starred in the British sitcom Faulty Towers. Later, he co-starred with Kevin Kline, Jamie Lee Curtis, and former Monty Python colleague Michael Palin in A Fish Called Wanda and Fierce Creatures. He's also starred in Clockwise and has appeared in many other films, including two James Bond films, two Harry Potter films, and the last three Shrek films. All of that was taken from the book page from penguin.com.au. I'll put a link to that in the show notes if you'd like to find out more. And I have to say, the book, whilst short, does have a few things that will tickle you, especially if you do have the sense of humour that enjoys Python-like and slightly silly things. All right, let's get into the three big ideas, though, from the book, John Cleese on Creativity by John Cleese. Big idea number one, you can learn to be creative. But you probably won't be taught it in school. This is not something that's discussed much in school, certainly when John Cleese was at school, when I was at school, much after John Cleese, I must say, where the focus tends to be on grades, on logic, on reason, on analysis, and getting the right answer. It was only when he arrived at Cambridge University and he joined Footlights that he realised that he was actually creative. And this was quite a surprise to him because it was never something even really considered previously but he did it and he immersed himself in this creative field of writing in particular because it was fun and he liked the people he was doing it with but he was going to go on and be a lawyer it never actually crossed his mind to to do something creative or get into the creative fields as more of a vocation because that almost didn't really even seem like an option but because of this experience of joining Footlights, of spending time with people he liked and, and doing it the, going through that creative process because he was enjoying it, he ended up learning to be more creative. He surrounded himself with other people. He tested what made people laugh and he put himself out there with monthly smoker sessions or the almost what we call an open mic session. But given it was never something that was really talked about early on in life, it certainly felt like it was more of a nurture type of creativity rather than necessarily a nature type of creativity. So that's big idea number one. You can learn to be creative. Big idea number two is slow down. This came up a few times in the book. Early on in his writing career, John noticed this phenomenon of coming up with ideas overnight. He would get stuck on something, go to bed, wake up and generally have it solved or at least be able to progress and move it forward. He continued to use this particular technique throughout his career and still does today once he actually lost a whole sketch of an idea that he had and one of his co-writers was quite annoyed about this so he had to rewrite it from memory when he eventually found the original version he realized that the rewrite was actually better because he'd mulled on it a little bit more he thought about it he'd slept on it and the the rewrite that he'd done from memory turned out to be a little bit better and funnier and wittier than the original had been He talks actually about a particular study in the book about creative architects, or architects more generally, and then they found out in this particular study what made the more creative architects more creative. One of the trends they found is that the more creative architects actually delayed decisions for as long as they were allowed, which gave them the time to play and to explore and to mull things over. I found this particularly interesting and he goes on to talk about how we have to get comfortable with the discomfort of leaving things open and I absolutely know I fall into this and probably even more so particularly so with my design work that I do because I've often been commended for doing things early or getting things in first so I like to get things in early and and get them done and get them off my list and move on to the next thing but actually so many times I've sent something off and I thought the next day I've woken up and I thought oh really could have been a bit better if I'd done this instead of that, or if I'd changed this slightly, but I didn't give me myself the time to do that. So this idea of having to get uncomfortable with the discomfort of leaving things open and having things unresolved for a period of time was very relevant. And so I'm probably going to have to stick on my desk to remind myself. There's also links to a later idea in the book about getting a second opinion, allowing time for that extra layer of feedback and the power of collaboration to help take your idea to that next level. Again, it adds a little bit more time. It means you might not be able to take it off your list and move things forward, but it will mean a better outcome in the end. So that's big idea number two, slow down. Big idea number three is get your panic in early. Now, this is actually a specific chapter or section of the book. And in each of the chapters, there's probably about 20 chapters-ish. I haven't actually counted them. Don't quote me exactly on that one. There's probably about 20-ish chapters. But some of them are literally a page or two. Some of them are a little longer, a few pages. But most of them are only a couple of pages long. So it's a pretty quick and easy read. This little section on getting your panic in early, apart from having a quite a funny little title, it was very relevant, I think. He talks about a bit of panic gives you energy, so you might as well use it and use it early. Use it to get something down on paper, even if it's just scrappy notes that are gonna go into the bin later, but it creates some momentum that is necessary to move forward and then you can actually feel better so actually just getting something down on paper making that first tiny tiny step will help you feel better to get to then the important questions like who you're writing for or whatever the context is of what it is you're trying to create he talks actually in a separate section about the, in the book around creativity isn't an emotion, it is a frame of mind. And he talks about, therefore, we need to prepare ourselves to be creative and, and not be worried or about or distracted by other things. So this idea of getting your panic in early, getting all those weird, negative, messy feelings out of the way early on in the process is going to mean you can then get that done and move on to the more important things that you actually need to do to create something meaningful so that's big idea number three get your panic in early all right there we go three big ideas from the book john clee's a short cheerful guide to creativity big idea number one you can learn to be creative big idea number two slow down and big idea number three get your panic in early like i said it's a funny short witty little book very tiny you will read it in 15 20 minutes There's nothing probably groundbreaking in there, but it will serve as one of those really nice little books that you can turn to. If you're not feeling very creative, turn to a couple of pages, have a quick flick through, or even read the whole thing for 15, 20 minutes, and maybe feel a little bit better about your creative practice or what you need to go and do next. It's probably not gonna be the thing that gives you the scientific reason or study to go and do something fundamentally different, but it might give you a little nudge in the right direction, I'd say. If you've read this book, if you enjoyed this episode, if you want to talk about books, I would love to hear from you. LinkedIn and Instagram are the best places to find me. All my contact details are over in the show notes right down the bottom. If you scroll down, you'll find those links. You can click those, connect, and we'll talk books. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading.